welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast, coming at you live. Uh, definitely appreciate y'all for joining us on this day, uh, wherever you may be, however you may be listening, whatever time of the day it is, we definitely appreciate y'all for taking the time out to listen to the Deliberation Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Midget, got my guys Justice Bolden, Evan DeVold here with me, going to talk a lot of things, man, going to talk college basketball headlines over the past uh, week or so, man, so going to get right into it, a lot to get to, uh, but first of all, as we always do, Justice Bolden, um, bring you on in, let people know how to hit us up on the social media. Well, on Twitter, they can follow us at Deliberation SP1, on Instagram at Deliberation Sports, and also Facebook at Deliberation Sports Podcast. Definitely, definitely, man. So, y'all check us out. Follow us on social media. Be sure and share, retweet, uh, do whatever you got to do there uh, to spread the word, let people know about the hottest news sports podcast in the country, right here, Deliberation Sports Podcast. Going to tip things off with college basketball. Uh, we are kind of getting into swing of things now. You're seeing some teams kind of starting to uh, to show themselves a little bit early on. Uh, one thing that's interesting right off the bat, and I ask you guys, start with Evan on this one, is Villanova coming in. The team has won two of the last three national titles. Um, struggling with a couple of big losses, man. Should we guys um, look at Villanova as fraudulent? Are they frauds out here? Um, will they? How good can they be? This year, after these uh, two early disappointments, I let Evan take it. Take that to start off. Well, Villanova lost a lot last year, and they're kind of struggling, starting off to begin the season. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I saw a Jay Wright team lose by thirty uh, the way they did to Michigan, yeah. and that was a bye game uh, to Farmer. But one thing I am going to say. Jay Wright does get the best out of his teams. Uh, he's a hell of a coach, and this to me is not even about the players. It's about the coach. I think Villanova will still be a NCAA tournament team. I think Villanova by the end of the season will still be a top 25 team. I believe that much in Jay Wright. I believe that much in his systems. I believe that much in the program that he's built. But right now, it's about defense for Villanova. They The first game they won – they won 100 to 77 against Morgan State. You cannot basically give up 80 points to Morgan State. Uh, they gave up 73 points, uh, lost by 30, and Michigan really pulled off the pedal. They really could have scored 80 to 90 if they wanted to, but they were just beating them so bad. Uh, and then you gave up almost 80 to Furman, uh, 76 to 68. You cannot allow these teams with bye games to come into your house and basically put up 80 points on you, and you're having to keep your starters in the whole game. It's about defense. You got you, you to gotta get down in your defensive stance, man, and stop these guys from putting up points on you on your home court. That's the thing. Jay Wright will get this team right. But if they don't start taking defense personal, it's going to be a long season in the Big East. But to answer your question, man, I think everything would turn around just basically off of what we've seen from Jay Wright in the past. I got Villanova as a frog. I think this year in particular, they're rebuilding. So I don't even know if it's fair to call them fraudulent, but 
when you got a team ranked that high in the in the top ten to start the season, and you come out and lose back to back games, you're blown out almost by thirty against Michigan, seventy three forty six, and you come back and lose to Furman. I don't think this team is what we thought they would be. Javon Quirley, uh who who played alongside Nas Reed, who we talked a lot about. Nas Reed is that third freshman down at LSU. He hasn't been what we what he thought we would, he would be. He's only averaging three points on the year uh, against Michigan. He only played eight minutes. He's coming off the bench. He's a guy, a McDonald's All American, who I figured would be from day one one of the better guards in the country. And this kid was headed to Arizona before all of the uh, FBI scandals and so forth hit that program, and he ends up at Villanova under Jay Wright, who we know is a great coach, but he hasn't had the same impact that, say, uh, Brunson did during his time at Villanova early on. And But as Evan alluded to, this team could peak, but right now I've got them as a fraud, Josh. All right. All right. All right. Definitely understand that. Can I add something on that? Yeah, go ahead. One thing that we must take into account for with this, you always have to add the fact of culture around the program. Jay Wright has built a culture that is all about winning at Villanova. If you remember, uh, they used to always say, Jay Wright couldn't win a big game. He'd get you 30 wins during the regular season, but he couldn't win a big game. But he kept grinding. He and his coaching staff kept going at it. He, he started recruiting better, and now he's won two of the last three national championships. A winning culture heals everything. Trust me, guys. That team, it might not be a Sweet 16 team. It might not be an Elite 18. But this won't be a team that won't make the NCAA tournament. Fraudulent, yeah, from preseason rankings. But it, it, they'll be back in the NCAA tournament, and they'll do just fine in the biggies. Definitely, definitely. I, I think that's a good point because in college basketball, coaching is so important. And I know talent is always a big deal. But, I mean, when you talk about – systems and 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 things of that nature at the end of the day i feel like coaching always end up reigning supreme at least most of the time uh in my opinion man jay wright's one of those coaches that always seems to get the job done no matter what um he has as long as they run that system and they execute well they can beat teams that are more talented you know i mean i think a great example um is is a michigan you know, and I'm not just talking about this year's team, but just it always seems like his teams always are in the mix. You know, even when you don't think they are or they should be, they come up and they beat always upset teams every single year. So I think Jay Wright's one of those coaches like like John Beeline and guys like that. So now I will ask this, you know, because teams that are taking up a lot of the headlines, Duke and Kansas, it seems like, you know, they're the cream of the crop. Uh, early in this college basketball season. Now, for Duke, they're heading into the Maui tournament next week. And I'm looking at the – they're going to really face some competition here. Um, you know, you got three top ten teams in that tournament, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they come out of that. But, um, guys, how do you feel about Duke and Kansas early on? Well, Duke has, has been everything we thought they would be during the offseason. When you have a guy like R.J. Barrett and also Zion Williamson and Cam Reddish, those three are arguably the three top players in the country if you look across the draft board. So they've been who we've expected. They'll get a test this week. Of course, they, they're going to take on San Diego State, who we expect them to beat. If Auburn does what they're supposed to do and beats Xavier, then that sets up a, a quarterfinal matchup 
November 20th at 3 p.m. between Duke and Auburn. And I'm going to be really be watching that one. I know Auburn's going to be a team that we're going to talk about. But I think Duke has, has done what they, they needed to do early on. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know if you was going to hit on Kansas. Man. I apologize about that. Um, Duke, to me, is the best team in college basketball. Period. And to me, honestly, it, it's not close. That team is so loaded. It's almost scary, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll give you an example. They were playing Army, right? And people were saying, man, Army's hanging around with them. Yep. And it's like a light just cut on and was like, hey, man, let's just go blow these guys out. <laughs> it was it was, it was, was scary, man. Like, I've, I haven't seen a team that explosive in so long in college basketball. It's crazy. And when you put a, a Hall of Fame coach like Coach Marshashevsky with that group, that is the best team in college basketball. And I'll go as far as this. That could possibly be the best team in college basketball in the last decade. That team had that much talent. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't expect them to, but they have the type of talent that can go undefeated. All right. That team is wow. long. They are flat out loaded. I expect them to win the Maui Invitational. I expect them to win the ACC regular season. I expect them to win the ACC tournament. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. I expect them to be my national champion. Wow. So, national title pick off the bat. Uh, from oh, every right there. <laughs> now, now, the Josh, I, I did forget to touch on Kansas. So, if we're going to talk yeah, about them, uh, of course, uh, Dedrick Lawson was the preseason Big 12 player of the year. He hasn't mm-hmm. played great so far. Uh, I do think he's the type of talented kid who can turn it on. Against Michigan State, the numbers were there, 21 points and 12 rebounds, but uh, he didn't shoot an effective field goal percentage. The thing that he's done well is really get to the free throw line. Now, Legero Vic has been the guy for them. Uh, back-to-back 30-point games. I know he broke a Kansas record. Uh, I, I believe that was against Vermont, 7-7 from three. Uh, 32 points, and then he comes back with with 30-plus in his last game. LeGero Vick is really turning it on his senior year. It seems like he's trying to not only be amongst that conversation for uh, all Big 12 himself, but to play himself into a, a draft pick. So I like Kansas. Udoka as a bouquet, the big man they've got. I like when a team plays through the big guys. And Kansas, they try to get him the ball every time down the floor. And if he's within five feet of the basket, it's either a dunk or layup. He's not great at the free throw shooting line, and that's going to be something that may hurt them down the stretch. But if that kid gets the ball in the middle, you can forget about it. Seven foot one, about two sixty, and he jumps out of the gym and he's strong as an ox. I like yeah. Kansas. I think I think they got the tools to be in the Final Four. You know what? And I, I think it's pretty clear, at least to me, and I'm, I'm get Evan's thoughts on this, but it's pretty clear to me that Kansas is the second best team in the country, in my opinion. But I still think there's almost a a a mountain as far as the difference between them and Duke, because I don't think they want to see Duke right now. Um, any of those guys, I just see, I see a beat down. And that's just me. Uh, what do you think of Man, anybody in college basketball going to get beat down by Duke, man. It just is what it is. Those guys are loaded, but this Kansas team, it's a good team, man. Um, yeah. yeah. LeGerald Vic as, as just as alluded to, uh, he's been shooting the ball really well. Now, given it's been against lesser competition, uh, I would have liked to see it against Michigan State, but they got Marquette, a top 25 team. Uh, so 
coming up and and, and he'll have his time to 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 shine against them. Uh, Duke Azabuki, uh, really good talent. He's he's just that big you need. He's that bruiser in the paint. Yeah. And uh, uh, Quinn Grimes, I mean, what what can you say about him? He he's just come in uh, and, and just produced instantly. Uh, he, he's done what you expected out of him. Mm-hmm. Dedrick Lawson, preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year. Justin said he's kind of started off slow. Not to me. I know he went scoreless in the Vermont game, but he bounced back up uh, the next game with 19-6, and six, and he played really well against Michigan State. I know his field goal numbers wasn't as good, but the, the, the guy killed the guys, and that's what you want out of a group. Uh, you want him down there rebounding and banking. And, of course, we all know about his offensive arsenal. So, Kansas, to me right now, it's hard to say if they're the number two team in the country because Michigan State, as I said before the season even started, I didn't think they were going to be that good. Yeah, um, I, it's hard to say they're number two because, man, we got so many teams out there. It's good right now. I mean, you look out on the West Coast, Gonzaga. Can we man. not have Mark Few? Uh, I mean, he's just so consistent with his group. I, I don't know if they're number two. Uh, top five for sure. Uh, I could just say that's a really good team and definitely a Final Four caliber team, but I'm just not willing to put them number two. Well, if you if you look at the AP poll, Gonzaga's number three, and they just took on Texas A&M who, out of the SEC conference, and they beat them by 23 points. Zach well, well, he scored. I, I don't have I, I don't have Texas A&M schedule in front of me. Uh, if one of you could probably look it up real quick, they they've lost some by games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think I could probably pull it up for you guys. Right now, they're quick. one and two. They're one and two, and it looks like yeah, they lost to uh, UC Irvine out of the yeah. uh, Orange County yeah. area oh, wow. in LA. Yeah, that that team not good. I knew I wasn't tripping, man. I I remember seeing that they've lost some bye games, and when I was paying attention, they oh, man. Yeah, that's not a good team this year. Ironically, uh, they lost one of their potential impact freshmen, Antoine Jones. He ends up at uh, Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. They lost a big man to the draft, uh, Robert Williams, I believe, as well. Oh, yeah, he went, he got drafted uh, by the Boston Celtics, uh, just a freak yeah. athlete. So, yeah, that's that's interesting, man. But I, I do well, like Gonzaga as well. Can a team, uh, can a team like Tennessee, are, are they capable of, of beating uh, Kansas, for instance, when you look at Grant yeah. Williams and, and those guys that they have? Definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. I think Rick, Rick Barnes, but, his coaching is also underrated. I think he's going to have that group ready to play. They, they've got some uh, notable games coming up against Gonzaga. In fact, they host Gonzaga on December 9th. Circle that on your calendar. I think that's going to be that's a good a great one. one. I, it's yeah. tough to go down to Tennessee, go down to Knoxville and win a game. So I wouldn't be surprised if not if uh, Gonzaga doesn't go back home with a loss in that one. Well, let me throw this out because I want to I want to say this. You know how you just said, can, can Tennessee beat – uh, Kansas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think they could be Duke? You know what? I'm going to tell you this before y'all say anything. I'm, you read my mind. And I'm not saying they can. I'll put it that I'll, I'll say that. But I think they have a better chance. I think they have a better chance of beating Duke than Kansas would. It's the Just physicality of the guys they have. Uh, exactly. Grant Williams, who's averaging 24.8 rebounds and over the last three or four contests, him and Admiral Schofield, those guys are physical. Yeah. They're not Zion Williamson, but you can put those guys at six, yeah. seven, two forty five. They can They'll buy get it up, up to Zion. 
I would like to see him face some other physical guys. That would actually be a matchup I would love to see in a tournament, say in a uh, sweet, potential Sweet 16 matchup, depending upon where those teams are, are, are seated. If they both ended up in that East bracket, I would like to see Tennessee and Duke go at it. Well, that, that's fine because you can stop Zion. Then R.J. Barrett just going to give you 30. You stop him, yeah. Red is just going to give you 30. And if you try to stop him, Trey Jones is going to give you 20 and 10. Well, so, but but Tennessee's got some good guards of their own. That Jordan Bone, he he's he's no no slouch. Justin, don't do that. They they got the type of team that can go <laughs> go against the Duke. Oh really? On, on a neutral site? On a neutral site? Stop it! Barnes a week to prepare. I, I think I think he can make something happen against that Duke team. Man, I'm not Evan, don't. I'm not saying don't that them, but that's the type of team. If Duke ends up losing to a team, it's going to be a, a team full of veterans, dogs that that are hungry. I agree. Type of the roster. Just as entire. I agree. Today, seriously, I'm talking about a week. It's it is Saturday. It's Sunday, November 18, 2018. We come back November 18, 2019. Get that man a whole year. They will not beat this Duke team, man. Uh, a week. So you got Duke going undefeated. Do you have Duke going undefeated? I told you earlier in the podcast. I think they have the talent to go undefeated, but I don't think they will. I just said that. But you talking about a Tennessee team? I mean, let's not get it twisted. Tennessee is a good team, but the talent yep. level is not even close. I don't deny that. They got, got ranking. Yeah. It's not I'm about ranking. You. Hey, let me tell you something. Y'all know this. I'm not a big numbers guy. I'm an eye test guy. Yeah. By the eye test, they ain't close. They're just mm. not. I mean, you can say all day, hey, they're going to bang with Duke. Zion ain't no little boy. They just keep it a hundred. Like he, you ain't finna just throw him around. That's I mean, Williams, he got he got to the line sixteen times in that last game against Georgia Tech. This is a guy who's physical. He's gonna he's gonna get his. And and Admiral Schofield now he's not very efficient, but he is a freak. I mean, he's a freak. He's a freak, he's a freak in his own. We talking about Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech ain't been nothing since Paul Hewitt. <laughs> Brian Greenwood and Josh Pastor have took the life out of that program. Oh man. What about Georgia Tech? That that big that big three in Tennessee, Kyle Alexander, 6'11", 215. Uh-huh. You you take him, Grant Williams, and also Jordan Bones. I think that, that big three they have is in for college is as good as anybody. Let's remember that. Exactly. College basketball. You can get exposed in college. I'm not Look, it, it it will happen, but I like a team like Tennessee against Duke on a neutral site. I agree hundred like percent. I agree 100%. Because I'm going to tell you, you've seen – let's look at past Kentucky teams. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're as talented, that they were as talented as this is. But I'm, I'm just telling you, man, it all matters with matchups and toughness. You don't need the studs of of a Duke to beat them, I don't think. As long as you got guys in a system that can go out there and be competitive, I think they would have a chance. I, I'm not even going to say they're going to beat them. Evan just doesn't think that they'll all struggle at one time. And then you just compared a John Calipari team to a Kosciuszewski team. Lord, have mercy that that in itself ain't right. So, I, I, hey, y'all disagree with me in the NBA? We see what happens. Y'all think Evan just be talking? Y'all think he's crazy? I'm telling y'all, this Duke team, man, they loaded. They are talented. They're well coached, and they are on another level from any other college team in the country right now. That, that's I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think. The thing that makes college basketball interesting is that 
it's not a series in a in a seven game series or even a five game series. I don't think there's a team that can beat Duke no. in a series. Not but even close. on one given night with with all the pressure on. I do think that they're susceptible to that. Um, yep. Because at the end of the day, yeah. they're still freshmen. Hey, hey, hey. So let me ask y'all this. Okay. Justice. If you have literally four studs on the court, five really, because that's throwing five off the chain, mm-hmm. might stop one, might stop two, but the mother three going to get off. Period. You're not going to stop all them guys on the same night. Is not going to happen. And if you're talking about a one-game setting like the NCAA tournament, that's when coaching comes in. The best coaches have their teams locked in. They have their teams locked in, man. That's the reason why Coach Krzyzewski has multiple championships. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going to deny that. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. To concede to a point that you just made, I do – um, agree that it's almost a slap in the face to Coach K to compare him to Cal as far as coaching ability. I put it that way because Cal can stack talent, but it's wait, but, but it's who's, different. Who's, who's comparing those two? We we know that John Calipari is not a great floor coach. We all know. Yeah, that. Where, where they came in that justice is when uh, Josh said uh, it's kind of like Kentucky when they're always loaded, and I, I was mm-hmm. really just playing with him. I said, well. No, yeah, I know. I know. Well, did, did we see a Jason Tatum uh, Duke team lose? Yeah, I mean, like we've seen some talented, loaded Duke teams with just that team wasn't that talented, never, never dude. Team. That group wasn't as talented. Well, certainly not this talented. I mean, there haven't been many teams on Ever. paper, or even what yeah. we've seen early on, that have been this talented. That Duke team was soft because that South Carolina team punked them. What I'm telling y'all is, yeah, Tennessee got some goons, but these guys from Duke, they ain't soft. Period. Those guys, that's true. Dope. So, hey, you, all right, you better be, you might be able to bang, but you better be able to jump with your head over the rim too, because Zion ain't gonna meet you chest to chest in the air, and it's poster time, man. That just is what it is. I can't deny. Can't Hardaway, deny that. What, what about Penny Hardaway? Is he, is he still out there? Who? Uh, Penny? Penny Hardaway. Yeah, we hadn't talked Penny. Yeah, yeah. Memphis. What's going well, on down there? Let's see. Well, Memphis, um, you know, got a big win against Yale. Um, which I guess I guess you could say big win. You know, it was, it was a double overtime game uh, with a team that's real young. How do y'all feel about it? Penny, of course, is a big headline in college basketball. Um, just because he is Penny Hardaway taking over his alma mater, University of Memphis. Um, how's it looking? How do you guys feel it looks right now a few games in? You have the LSU test. Now you got Yale coming into FedEx form. You know, Tigers getting a big win with a lot of controversy. Um, but uh, Justice, uh, what, what, what do you think? Well, the, they had a – Early game against LSU, they struggled in, in that one uh, during certain parts. Each time they got down 10 points, they did make make a comeback. We saw Tyler Harris really shoot the ball well in that one. But LSU, their team is loaded. They got a lot of young guys. Uh, so I, I think Memphis, they had a, a double overtime thriller, as you mentioned, against Yale. That's probably one on paper you don't expect for them to play. So that that group is 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 a year away. They're young. Uh, Penny Hardaway. It's his, it's his first time at it, and 
I think he's got a, got a young group that should improve. He's probably got the youngest backcourt in the country. He's got two freshmen. Uh, Jeremiah Martin, who started in that backcourt last season, he's now playing off the ball. So we, that group is going to be up and down, I, I think. Well, Evan, what you think, man? Uh, the win against Yale, you know, a lot of a lot of um, hearts were, were on the edge in that game. So much, a lot of fouls, a lot of free throws uh, going down. But um, some guys stepped up big in, in big moments. Uh, what, what you think? Man, I don't know, man. Um, that team <sighs> – Keep it real, like you always do, brother. What you think? It made my head hurt last night, man. Um, <laughs> just irritated me, man, because that team has so much talent. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just has to be molded all at once together. Uh, and Penny, mm-hmm. Sam, and Mike, and, and Tony, those guys will get it together. I have no doubt in that. But we we got to stop start. We got to stop starting off so slow. Um. That yeah. team, to me, I would like to see them get a little bigger in the backcourt. Um, I think they're an NCAA tournament team still. I think they'll take advantage of a weak AAC conference this year. Mm-hmm. But the test will be t- – uh, it will be – the truth will come out in a couple of days. They're going to start off with an Oklahoma State team. If they beat them, they will likely get a Villanova team. And then they will either get the winner of Florida State and LSU if they win, or they'll get the loser of Florida State and LSU if they lose. Two top 25 teams there, too. So, potentially, you're looking in two of the next three games, top 25 teams. And that'll be with LSU they played uh, before they play Yale. Three of the last five games will be against top 25 teams. I think you will want to get at least one win versus those top 25 teams. Well, it sounds like their biggest game then is at Oklahoma State because in order to get to uh, Villanova and also a potential rematch with LSU or playing Florida State for the first time, they got. It seems seems like they have to beat uh, Oklahoma State. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they will. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, uh, they lost a bye game too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I pulled up the schedule already. They they lost a bye game too, man. They they. Um, they beat Collis of Charleston by 12. Um, yeah, they lost to UNC Charlotte. Uh, they, they lost to them. That's a team that you should beat. They lost to them by two. So that's Oklahoma State. That's a team you should beat if, you, if you're Memphis. And you, you, you set yourself up for uh, potential game winning games that, that, that you could put on your resume. Those are tournament building resume wins right there. So well, when you look at Oklahoma State, I think what's interesting about that loss, they went on the road to play Charlotte. We don't see a lot of teams in, in quote-unquote power five conferences go out on the road early to play teams. Look at Duke. They're going to play most teams in the tournament or in a neutral site. I'm not, I'm not knocking them, but I'm just saying a lot, of, a lot of these big conference teams, they won't go on the road early in the season. LSU came here last year. Well, that's, that's a home-and-home home series. So, certainly, I think LSU, I don't know if they're looking to recruit in Memphis or not, but – you don't you don't see that across the board, and I'm talking about more or less with your perennial top top 25, top 10 teams. You're not going to see them go on the road too much to play play elite competition. Yeah, Oklahoma State not a top 25 team, man. I think Memphis should win though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm saying now, I'll say this um, while I answer this this question with the start right now. Do you think the ceiling because we did a Memphis Tigers preview, which y'all can check out? 
um, on iTunes and everywhere else as well earlier. Do we still have the same ceiling for this Tigers team as we did uh, before the season? Now, I know it's early to even talk about trying to change, but do you feel the same way that you did after seeing them in the first few tests here? Much hasn't changed, in, in, at least in my opinion. Against mm-hmm. Yale, uh, who's probably going to – I think they were finished top three in their conference. The Tigers had mm-hmm. seven guys in double figures. Isaiah Maurice, he played a little bit better. We know he struggled in that LSU one. Uh, Davenport, he's going to be up and down, I think, throughout the season. Yeah. Tyler Harris was was phenomenal. He was 9 of 10 from the free throw line. He hit those big three free throws. In fact, the Tigers are down three uh, with 2.9 to go. Memphis is down three. And Tyler Harris hits three consecutive free throws to send the game into a first overtime. <laughs> Alex Lomax, the freshman point guard. Penny is, is going with his freshman. And he played 35 minutes. Tyler Harris played 40 minutes. He was uh, Lomax, 13 points, three steals, five rebounds. He, he stuffed the chat sheet. We'd like to see the three turnovers, but we do know that he's working, and you can see it in the stat line. And then Jeremiah Martin, I believe he he played well in that overtime. He finished with 20 points. So they had seven guys in double figures, Kareem Bruton and Mike Parks off the bench. So the guys that we expected to be productive for them have been productive so far. Parks was one of those guys. I think this team ceiling actually is going to be right there especially with the loss of uh, Kareem Azab. I, I think we can't forget to mention that. The yeah. Tigers, they lost, uh, you know, senior – or not not a senior, but I, I believe Azab was a junior uh, originally from Egypt. He, you know, he passed away from leukemia, and the Tigers are wearing a patch on their uh, jerseys in, in his memory. So I think they rally around uh, the loss of their teammate, and they continue to push forward and probably win some games that they shouldn't. And certainly when you look at this Yale, this Yale team had the Tigers on the ropes. Memphis probably should not have won that game, but somehow they did. I think you got to credit Tyler Harris and his uh, his shooting for that. So, Evan, what do you think, man? Your ceiling still the same for this team, um, or is it contingent on a few things, maybe a few tweaks here and there? Yeah, it's an NCAA tournament team. Uh, I won't waver from that no matter what happens. Uh, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I think the team goes up another notch when Antoine Jones wins. Okay. Uh, I think that is the most talented freshman in the class all around. I think Tyler Harris is the most explosive on the offensive end. I think Antoine Jones is the most talented all-around player. Uh, That's the guy they're missing to, to, to get this shit rolling all the way. Uh, once he and, and his his play is uh, is getting better game by game, I predict that he has a decent tournament uh, coming up in Florida, uh, and I think Antoine Jones by conference play uh, will be where you need him to be. Antoine Jones, if he gets to living up to his ranking, uh, which I, I like the kid a lot, he has a lot of talent. He can bring a lot to the table. Once he gets it going, uh, yeah, this is most definitely definitely an NCAA tournament team. And Jones, Jones has the potential. There's one player on Memphis' roster. He's coming off the bench, uh, Mike Parks, in just 31 minutes this season. Uh, he scored 20 points. He's averaging 10 points, five and a half rebounds. I think they may have to figure out how to get him more minutes. Oh, he's shooting almost 64% from the field, and he's only playing 15 minutes a game. That's going to be something to watch and see what they can get out of their bench. Antoine Jones, uh, as Evan mentioned, Mike and Parks, I- and also Kareem Bruton, the senior. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think Mike Parks is the most important out of all of those because he's a big body and that has touch around the rim that rebounds. In his limited time, he's 
you know, really been good um, out there. I know he's dealing with a lower back injury. Hopefully that can continue to, to improve itself or maybe it's conditioning, whatever it is. They need him really, really badly to, to get out there, and I think it takes him to another level. Definitely, definitely, man. And last thing I want to touch on here um, is some of the sleepers uh, we were talking about for the final four uh, coming up. And, of course, super early, but this is a good time to see who some of the sleepers are uh, as far as making it that far in the tournament based on what we see in the early returns so far this college basketball season. Uh, who are some teams that y'all like that may not be on everybody's top-of-the-line radar, uh, so to speak? So whoever wants to go first. Uh, I'll, I'll take it up. I'll go ahead and lay out my final four. Mm-hmm. Out of the East, I've got Duke as the number one seed. I, w- I would imagine they'll probably be going somewhere through Greenboro, Charlotte, and North Carolina. In the Midwest, I'm going to go with Kansas. I think uh, they're arguably one of the top three teams in the country. Out of the South, I'll go Tennessee. Rick Barnes, mm. we talked about that team a little bit earlier. They've got yeah. depth. Grant Williams, SEC player of the year. He's a senior. I expect that team to be right there. And out of the West, I'm going to go Gonzaga. Mark Few, he figures out how to get it done and uh, get that team back to the Final Four for two out of the last three years. Those are my picks. All right, Evan. Yeah, I ain't going to go by the region, man, because – I might. No, I can't do that either. So I'm gonna just give you my four, and I'll let yeah. the committee do that. Um, I'm going to put my uh, national champions, Duke, in, of course. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to go my sleeper early for a team who I think will be in the final four. Uh, I think John the Beeline gets Michigan right back in that final four this year. Mm, okay, uh, that's my sleeper. I think Kansas is in, and I think Gonzaga gets in. Ah, interesting, interesting. You know what I'm going to say? And I always love Michigan, man. I, I I don't know if I could do that right now. Um, I'm going to go with Duke, of course. You know, um, I'm going to go with Kansas. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Auburn. Bruce Pearl. Auburn's. Yeah, so I think they surprise some people and get up there. Uh, as much as I like Tennessee, uh, I'll put them up there. And I will put a team that's impressed me in the early going is Florida State. Florida State is looking good right now. I'm kind of a different Final Four here, but I, I put Florida State in there as well. I know they destroyed Florida uh, early on. Uh, I think it was the first game of the season. So I'll have that as my uh, too early Final Four. I may change it. I'm not going to lie. But right now, that's my Final Four. Hey, that I, that I'll throw out there. hey Auburn isn't a bad pick. They beat a top 25 Washington team uh, by 20-plus in Florida State. I mean, we all know those guys out there, Leonard Hamilton, uh, C.Y. Charlton Young, those guys recruit at a high level down there at Tallahassee. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising me. They were Elite Eight team last year. It wouldn't be won't surprise me if they were Final Four team this year. Definitely, definitely, man. So, going to be interesting to see. Uh, definitely watch out for Oregon also uh, with Bowl Bowl, who's just looking in- in- incredible uh, right now. I know, Justice, you like that team. 
Oh, that's that's an NBA guy right there. Francis Okoro, they got him out of uh, normal. Uh, I think he's out of normal, Illinois. He's a monster. Played on the AAU circuit with uh, Brad Beal and Lee. Uh, he's had some actually some strong matchups on the AAU circuit against uh, James Wiseman, who's the number one player in high school basketball. But no, Bobo, he was dominant against Syracuse, 26 points, nine rebounds, four blocks. He's, a, he's an NBA guy. How good that Oregon team is, I think we'll find out over the next few weeks because I'm not sure how, how good uh, Syracuse is. But Oregon's rated in the top 15 in the country. Well, uh, They're going to they're gonna have some good games coming up on the schedule. Well, well Justice, I, I think we found out how good they were when they lost to Iowa. Lost to Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then yeah. again, though, is, is Iowa a lot better than we thought? I'm calling fraud on them, man. Fraud. They're fraudulent. Right? Get them out I, there. I was, I was 4-0. They, they beat uh, UConn by 19. They've, they've got some good games coming up, actually. Pitt, Wisconsin, once they get into conference play. Pitt ain't no, they may Pitt, be a team we may not be able to sleep on. Pitt ain't no good team, though, man. Coach Capel out there, man, he, he just getting everything, trying to get it going out there. Pitt, Pitt, Pitt was one of the worst teams in the country after Kevin Stallings last year. Uh, I, I remember. That should be a blowout. <laughs> Oregon, Oregon is fraudulent, man, on my opinion. Uh, Ball now, is it, a lead guy, though. That's oh, yeah. it. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, no question, man. And I like LSU also, just because I like teams that feel like they can match up with anybody. But I, you know, I feel like LSU can be one of those teams that sneaks into the Sweet 16 or something like that. You know, so we shall see, man. But, uh, you know, that it's, it's going to be really interesting, man. But um, I don't know. But uh, anything else you all want to close out with or what? Now the final four picks are in. I think we can uh, look forward to following those teams that were mentioned. Florida State, uh, I know that was one of your teams, Josh. Uh, it seems like everybody is in agreement on Kansas and Duke. Yeah. So those, those, it's, it seems like there's two spots that are up for grabs. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Man. Got one so, thing. Uh, I think, yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to figure out why I was the only one who went out on a limb and predicted the national champion. That's my problem. I don't know. Look, I'm like this. Next I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, well how, how about this then? I got uh, Kansas taking down Duke in the national championship. All right, Justice. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we needed somebody to say something crazy. So, LaGerald uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vick, North Memphis's finest. Big day. LaGerald Vick. Who you going to put on him? Uh, RJ Barrett? <laughs> <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> they can put anybody on the man. They <laughs> that loaded. Hey, oh, we, we, we'll talk about it next episode, man. I give you, I give you about a week to figure that one out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. That's yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Kansas, man. National champion out of Lawrence. <laughs> I don't know, man. Lajell Vic uh, tournament MVP out here, uh, but you never know. You never know in, in the crazy sports world. No question about it, man. But uh, that's going to do it for us today on this edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Uh, focus on uh, college basketball, man. So we definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out, tuning in, however you may be doing it on any platform that you may be listening. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. And we will be back with you soon. So stay tuned.